it's Mike here. And before I get into my deep dive on the politics of yesterday, boy, last night was insane here where we live in Delaware, not far from us, just around the corner, about 15, 18 miles away in a little town called Mullica Hill. A tornado touched down and destroyed several homes. I heard at least 15. That's kind of horrific. We know there is loss of life in the area. We know New York City, New Jersey, Long Island all took significant water. So our hearts and our prayers are with all of the people dealing with the storm that ravaged the area last night. We were very blessed. The power stayed on. The sump pump stayed on. And so we made it through the night. And we're hoping everybody else gets back to normal soon. Uh, I know Joe Biden is not getting back to normal because there's nothing normal about him right now. I anticipate, as Angie and I have talked, he's going to New Orleans and going to put on his empathy cape and play grief man in order to distract from the disaster that is Afghanistan. The disaster still unfolding. I'm old enough to remember when Joe Biden said we will not leave Afghanistan until all Americans are out. We will not leave. We will not pull out our military men and women until we get every American out. That's how old I am. I can remember way back to last week when he was talking to George Stephanopoulos. So Americans should understand that troops might have to be there beyond August 31st. And if there are American forces, if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. Well, that turned out to be a lie, right? Not true, sir. Not true. Just kind of a huge lie. In, in July, it sounded like Joe Biden actually trusted the Afghan military. I trust the capacity of the Afghan military, who is better trained, better equipped, and more, more competent in terms of conducting war. Mm. At the same time he was saying that in July, he was on the phone with uh, Ghani, the president of Afghanistan, the guy who has since cut and run with a giant suitcase full of cash. And he was telling him that the perception is that his army was crumbling and he needed to do something about it to change that perception, even if it was not true. Donald Trump would have been impeached 11 times for that one phone call. But we're not hearing a peep out of the left over the lie on that phone call and what he was asking people to do. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. And yet we'll, we'll be told, uh, uh, well, you can't play uh, whataboutism here. Yes, you can. You certainly can. And we will. But Joe Biden needs to be out of office, out of office soon. And I don't think we can impeach him. Mitch McConnell said it yesterday. If you don't control the House and the Senate, which we don't, you can't impeach the guy. But Lindsey Graham's been making the case for it, because in, in the case of what's happening with Joe Biden, he seems to be committing treasonous or at least uh, high crimes and misdemeanors by negotiating with terrorists. The Taliban are terrorists, and now we're negotiating with them after we've armed them. Uh, Senator Graham, please explain. 
Well, I think he's delusional about the situation on the ground. A week ago, he said there's no al-Qaeda presence in Afghanistan. Well, I about fell over when I heard that. The number two guy in the Taliban organization is an Akani member with a $10 million bounty on his yeah. hand, uh, on his head, offered by the U.S. government. It's illegal under our law to negotiate with foreign terrorist organizations. I think the Taliban or foreign terrorist organizations, because the number two guy has a $10 million bounty on his head. Yeah, that seems to be pretty correct, right? Absolutely correct. And uh, Senator Graham also went on to explain that we currently have troops in the region in other countries to make sure terror groups are not bubbling up. Right, Senator? No troops. Afghanistan. Oh, wait a minute. Here you go. Lindsey Graham, please explain. Let's look at Syria and Iraq. We have American soldiers inside of Syria working with the Kurds to keep the Al -Qaeda, uh, keep ISIS from coming back. We have 5,000 people almost inside of uh, Iraq to make sure ISIS doesn't come back. We have special forces on the ground in Africa to deal with Al-Shabaab. What's the one theater where terrorists are there by the thousands? We have no troops. Afghanistan. And we had troops there until Joe pulled him out. We had troops there. I think he's getting orders, especially when you go back to the press conference stuff and he talks about, you know, he's instructed to call on this person or that person. It's a little disturbing, isn't it? And when, when you tell your liberal friends about it, they're like, well, no, every, everybody's got a list. Do they have a list? Are, are there really lists? Check this out. This is Joe Biden just recently, over the last couple of weeks doing this. Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. Uh-huh. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. I'll take your questions, and as usual, folks, they gave me a list of the people I'm going to call on. I'm not, I'm not supposed to take any questions, but go ahead. Mr. President, on Afghanistan? I'm not going to answer Afghanistan. Can turns his back and walks away as the mainstream media finally starting to wake up and address the incompetency that is in the White House. The man who's not right. Not only is he not right, he is offending the newly minted gold star parents, the people who lost sons and or daughters in, in the attack last week. The Gold Star dads, a couple of them, stepped up and talked about what Joe was doing in their meeting. You know, when a president meets with the families as they're receiving the remains of their lost loved ones, it's usually time for the, the families to be comforted by the president. But he seems focused on his son, looking at his watch. A couple of the new Gold Star dads were not happy at all and talked to the media. It didn't go well. Um, he talked a bit more about his own son than he did my son, and that, that didn't sit well with me. In reference to the checking of his watch, that didn't happen just once. That happened on every single one that came out of that airplane. I couldn't look at him anymore after that, just considering especially the time and why we were there. It was, uh, I found to be the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. And if there were a Trump still in the White House, those Gold Star dads would be speaking for hours on end 
on MSNBC and CNN. Absolutely. Remember when Joe told us when he was vice president that if he had a disagreement or something went wrong between him and Barack, he would find a way to get out of being vice president? I, I wonder if he still has this thought in the back of his head. If, if, if I reach something where there's a, a fundamental disagreement we have based on a moral principle, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. Hmm. Joe? Is that in the back of your head? I'll, 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 I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing that might be coming, but not for about a year and a half. Just think about it. We'll, we'll talk about that. It's really maddening to me that we're in this situation. And he thinks that letting terrorists run the country and negotiating with them will make us safer. Not kidding. As we close 20 years of war and strife and pain and sacrifice, it's time to look to the future, not the past. To future that's safer. To future that's more secure. Yeah. Releasing terrorists and prisoners into that godforsaken land, that's not going to make America any safer or secure. 